Hi, and welcome to Seeking the Gospel Truth. I'm Giselle Aguiar, and in case you didn't know, Jesus called it. He predicted everything that's going on in the world today. Given that, each Saturday I'll be doing a wrap-up of current events and how they match up with what Jesus spoke of when he was asked, what sign will signal your return and the end of the world in Matthew chapter 24, as well as other last days and end times prophecies. As Jesus told the Pharisees and the Sadducees in Matthew 16, he said, you know how to interpret the weather signs in the sky, but you don't know how to interpret the signs of the times. I pray as you hear God's truth, that it will inspire you to study the Bible daily for yourself. I pray that God opens your heart, eyes, and mind to understand what the Holy Spirit is trying to tell you. And I pray that you see that Bible prophecy is not meant to scare you, but warn you and give you the hope, joy, and peace that only the living God, Jesus Christ, can give. Be blessed. World Watch for January 21st, 2023. Prophetic last day's news, just like Jesus said. Well, it's gotten to the point that when I see notifications on the Telegram app, I think, oh no, what now? This week, the news headlines cover the World Economic Forum elites meeting in Davos, Switzerland, the continuing war in Ukraine, and the Christian Persecution World Watch list from Open Doors, listing the worst 50 countries for Christians, and much more. Let's dig in. Remember from Matthew 24, when um, Jesus' disciples asked him, what sign will signal your return and the end of the world? And he replied, and you will hear of wars and threats and rumors of wars, but don't panic. Yes, these things must take place, but the end won't follow immediately. Nation will go to war against nation and kingdom against kingdom. Don't panic. Jesus told us not to panic. And the end won't follow immediately. So we still got a ways to go. We'll talk about that too. So let's start with wars and rumors of wars. Ukraine. Putin ally Medvedev warns NATO of nuclear war if Russia is defeated in Ukraine. The U.S. is considering helping Ukraine strike Crimea. Pentagon already sees Ukraine war going well past 2023. Suicide drones hit Odessa and Kyiv. Putin is report reportedly preparing to launch a secret attack that would put the nail in the coffin of Ukraine. Now, these are all articles, and, and if you click on over to my blog, the link is in the show notes. There's links to these articles, so you can read them for yourself and dig deeper. Russia produces first nuclear warheads for Poseidon super torpedo. Ukraine's largest Jewish city hit by Russian missile. Russia and Belarus began joint military exercises on Monday, which have triggered fears in Kyiv and the West that Moscow could use its ally to launch a new ground offensive in Ukraine. Russia to boost troops in West expanding army to 1.5 million. Kyiv warns of fresh offensive. Russia to boost, oh, I got that duplicated. Oh, okay. And then I've got a picture 
over my blog from Amir Safati's uh, Telegram channel. The Russian, and, and it shows a picture of, um, in Moscow, of a building, um, and there's a circle there. So you gotta, you gotta click on over and see it. So the Russian military appears to have installed Panzer air defense systems on the roofs of some defense and administrative buildings in downtown Moscow, indicating that the Kremlin is getting ready for a possible attack on the Russian capital. Okay, the Middle East. Iran to receive Russian fighter jets by March in the latest sign of growing military ties. Syria, a UAV attack, uh, um, a UAV attacked the American base in Al-Tamp in the border triangle with Iraq and Jordan. Syrian source affiliated with the opposition says, Iran is about to send 150 Hezbollah operatives from Syria to Ukraine to help the Russians operate the Iranian drones. Oh boy. Elsewhere, U.S. Coast Guard is monitoring a Russian intelligence gathering ship off the coast of Hawaii. Increased chance China will invade Taiwan as domestic turmoil continues. In a news interview, um, the Taiwanese Foreign Ministry spokesman Joseph Wu said, if you look at the Chinese situation right now, the economy is going down. People are not happy. The real estate business seems to be melting down. If Xi Jinping cannot change the situation domestically in China, he might want to resort to a use of force to, uh, to, or creating a crisis externally to divert domestic attention or to show to the Chinese that he has accomplished something. We are concerned that Taiwan might become his scapegoat. Japan to build island base for protection against China. Last week, Japan began construction on a military base on Magashima Island, 750 miles south of Tokyo. The island is uninhabited and is strategically located to provide counter-strike capabilities should China decide to attack Japan itself and its major, major base in Okinawa. This is being done as a joint project with the U.S., which will place long-range missiles on the island and use it as a staging point to protect against Chinese maritime aggression. Next, earthquakes and seismic events, famines and plagues. And Jesus told us, Luke 21, 11, there will be great earthquakes and there will be famines and plagues in many lands and there will be terrifying things and great miraculous signs from heaven. Well, the word for earthquakes is seismos. The Greek word for earthquakes is seismos, which also covers floods, turbulence, hurricanes, blizzards, atmospheric rivers, wildfires, and volcanoes. It's weather, pure and simple. Okay. Consequently, plagues and pestilences lead to economic woes, which lead to food crises and famines. And I've got a picture that I took today of the last seven days earthquakes from the European model. And it says a thousand earthquakes, including a 7.0 from uh, in Indonesia, a 6.8 in Argentina, a 6.2 in the Caribbean, um, and another 6.0 in, uh, in Indonesia. 
And I use the app Quake Feed. So, and I highly recommend that because you, so you can actually see all the earthquakes. And, and, um, uh, and I also follow a few guys on, on YouTube that, um, that explain all these, but just the fact that we have a thousand earthquakes, the little, a little, yeah, a little mind blowing just to see the, the image of where all these earthquakes are. Um, and it so happens that earthquakes increase from 60 a week to 600 a week on the Hawaiian um, on on Hawaii Island. Um, now the picture, the image is only um, 2.0 um, magnitude or higher, where the um, the Hawaii earthquakes are also like you know one or or lower earthquakes, just as long as as you know they're being they're being recorded. A tropical cyclone Chen Cheneso formed around uh, uh, 12 o'clock UTC on January 18th as the fourth named storm of the 2022-23 South Indian Ocean cyclone season. Pestilence and plagues, multiple cases of a new drug-resistant gonorrhea strain are emerging in the U.S. and it has health officials worried. You know, there's an easy fix to this, abstaining from adultery and fornication. That's it. And you know, adultery is having sex with someone who is not your husband or wife, your, your married spouse. Fornication is having sex outside of marriage. So if you stop doing that, and marriage between a man and a woman. So stop doing that. You don't get a drug-resistant strain of gonorrhea. Pretty simple. Temporary morgues are being built across the UK due to an unprecedented increase in excess deaths. Economic woes and famine. Another cryptocurrency firm goes bankrupt as FTX fallout continues. The mainstream media is now admitting that we are facing the worst food crisis in history. U.S. debt ceiling reached. The U.S. reached its debt limit of $31.4 trillion. That's trillion with a T. This means the federal government has capped out the total amount it is authorized to borrow to pay its bills. Normally, the government pays its bills by raising taxes and selling treasury bonds. But once the debt ceiling is reached, it cannot continue to sell bonds, making it much more difficult to pay debt obligations. It's estimated that Congress has until June to figure out a solution. If it doesn't, then the U.S. would default on its debt. A chief economics at Moody's Analytics, Mark Zandi, said this would create chaos in financial markets and completely undermine the economy the economy would go into a severe recession. Now, just so we understand the severity of the U.S. government debt problem. Okay, so on January 12th, the Committee for a Responsible Federal Budget, which this is a, uh, a, a nonprofit organization, featured an article on its website, and I have a link to that article in my blog. And again, that link is in the show notes. So this article, 
um, with this observation about what it would take to balance the U.S. government's budget within 10 years. Okay, this is giving them 10 years to balance the budget. Quote, in order to achieve balance within a decade, all spending would need to be cut by roughly one quarter. The necessary cuts would grow to 85% if defense, veterans, social security, and Medicare spending were off the table. The article concludes that federal spending is so far out of control that a balanced budget within 10 years is likely infeasible and is virtually impossible if major parts of the budget and tax code are exempt from change. Oh, well, let's go to the, <laughs> the, the rest of the news. As in the days of Lot, okay, Luke 17, verse 28, and the world will be as it was in the days of Lot. People went about their daily business, eating and drinking, buying and selling, farming and building until the morning Lot left Sodom. Then fire and burning sulfur rained down from heaven and destroyed them all. Yes, it will be business as usual, right up to the day when the Son of Man is revealed. And if you all don't remember what happened with Sodom, okay, just click on over to my blog. That's kind of like the first Sin City. So here's what's going on with um, as in the days of Lot. And, and, and I am not making this stuff up, okay? This is, and, and all of these have links in my blog to articles. Catholic German bishop announces new guidelines forcing priests to accept homosexuality and transgenderism. The Church of England to bless gay, is to bless gay marriages under bishop ruling. Facebook and Instagram could soon lift the ban on bare breast photos, but only for trans and non-binary individuals. <sighs> the U.S. has been labeled the worst country for pushing extreme gender ideology sex change surgeries on youth. Prostitutes gather in Davos for annual meeting of global elite, where demand for sexual services rockets during economic summit. Once the hotbed of American Christianity, the YMCA in 2023 has become the protector of the transgender and a destroyer of biblical womanhood. By the way, there's a YMCA a few blocks from my house. It's a couple blocks from my house. Knowing its reputation, I opted for a no to join another gym a few blocks further away. You know, and I considered it and I'm like, no. I, all I remember, you know, all I can remember is is the uh, the song YMCA, <laughs> you know, and to think that was, well, that was what that, when I used to dance to that. That was in my prodigal years in the 70s. Anyway. Oh, the new Scooby-Doo reboot will portray Velma as a woke lesbian, pushing nude scenes, drugs, and LGBTQ agenda. Harvard Medical offering course on gender fluidity healthcare for parents of infants. And then I embedded a video uh, from um, uh, James Cadiz. And it's a father's horrifying story regarding his elementary school age daughter's attempted suicide. You've got, it's a short video. You just got to click over and, and watch this to, to just see where. Um, 
you know, what we've come to. Yeah. Next, increase evil, lawlessness, false teaching, and church division. And Jesus warned us, Matthew 24, verse 4, don't let anyone mislead you, for many will come in my name, claiming I am the Messiah, and they will deceive many. In verse 10, he says, and many will turn away from me and betray and hate each other, and many false prophets will appear and will deceive many people. Sin will be rampant everywhere, and the love of many will grow cold. But the one who endures to the end will be saved. Again, I can't believe these. Wiccans, witches, okay, give Catholic high school students magical crystals, and counselor loses job for inviting witches to the school. New T-Mobile breach affects 37 million accounts. I got them now with T-Mobile. Pope Francis says proselytizing is something pagan and not evangelical, not Christian. I actually tweeted to him, dear Pontifex, if you actually read the Bible, you'd know what evangelism and proselytizing are because that's what Jesus told his true believers to do in Matthew 28, verses 18 through 20, that's the Great Commission, and in Acts um, uh, chapter 1, you know, verse 8, just before he ascended into heaven, he says, go out into the world and make disciples, preach the good news. That's what evangelizing and proselytizing is, make disciples, make believers. Young people sacrifice their belief in God on the altar of Satanism. Another North Carolina power substation has been damaged by gunfire weeks after grid attacks left thousands without power. Six dead in California home shooting, including a six-month-old baby and her mother. Afghanistan. Under the Taliban regime, women and girls are treated as second-class citizens and Christians are considered to have no value. The abhorrent result of this extreme discrimination is that many women are forced into sexual slavery. Pray for an end to these evil practices and for repentance in the hearts of the perpetrators. In some shocking circumstances, fathers are forced to give up their daughters at gunpoint. These girls are forcibly married to Taliban fighters. And, and girls as, long, as young as 11 and 12 years old too. These are not teenagers that we're talking about here. Pray that God will bring comfort and peace to these girls who face this trauma. Pray for healing of their physical and emotional wounds. Then we have, the, of course, the New World Order, the Great Reset, Big Brothers, Global Insanity, and the Government Overreach. So we dig into the World Economic Forum, met this week in Davos, Switzerland. And again, click on over to my blog, and I've got videos and links to articles so what is the key takeaways from the World Economic Forum? Um, and they're from all different ones, from routers, uh, routers from um, AP, from you know, different, different, different ones. This is just reporting what these people are saying. Davos attendee says, quiet part out loud. Agenda is to create a new world order. Tony Blair calls for a digital infrastructure to monitor who is vaccinated and who is not. I also heard today that they're vaccinating cows so the, and pigs and your livestock. They're putting the COVID vaccine in our food system. I reported that a few weeks ago. 
So you got to go organic and you got to, you got to read the labels to make sure because they have to put the lab, they have to put the labels in there just like, um, um, you know, um, meat that has antibiotics, they have to report it, that it's in the, it's in the meat. They've got to put it on the label. Um, Davos speaker calls for 1 billion people to stop eating meat for innovation and the environment. Corporates have begun geoengineering the climate with basically no one's consent. Declaration of North America, that's a recipe for our loss of national sovereignty that was as a result of Biden visiting Mexico. A cashless society appears to be accelerating as central bank digital currencies are coming, whether countries are ready or not. India is now giving banks the green light to use face recognition and iris scan for some transactions. How long until this is the new normal across the globe? And again, click on over to my blog. I've got two podcasts um, uh, that dig deeper into what was going on in Davos. You know, if you don't want to watch all the videos and listen to all the news and spend hours doing that just check out these these uh, shorter podcasts and, and videos that are over on my blog the link is in the show notes okay we got increased persecution and anti-semitism and jesus warned us you will be arrested persecuted and killed you will be hated all over the world because you are my followers and i threw an anti-semitism in here too because there's um um there's that's increased also, not just persecution of the Christian, but persecution of the Jews. Um, Open Doors releases their 2023 World Watch list on Christian persecution. More than 360 million Christians around the world suffer high levels of persecution and discrimination for their faith, according to Open Doors 2023 World Watch list, which was released January 17th. The list, which Open Doors has compiled annually for 30 years, ranks 50 countries in which it is most difficult to live as a Christian. In addition, it reports overall statistics and worldwide trends. And again, I have a link to the list here. What I'm doing is I'm, I saved it in, in one of my browsers on my iPad. And every morning I read an article. I've, I'm down to, I think, number four, number four today was Yemen. And um, and I read about it. They've got some of them have videos on the story, on stories, and um, uh, you know, and and a prayer at the end. So I'm reading one a day until I go through the whole fifty. Number one, North Korea, and there's a video here, um, and um, and one of the quotes there is, "They risk their lives to hear the gospel," and I. I, when I saw that and I, and, you know, when I heard that on the video and it's like, we, and here in America, people don't even read the Bible anymore. Okay. Catholics have this huge dusty thing that, that they expect to, um, I don't know, you know, get the word of God via osmosis or something. And here are people in North Korea risking their lives to hear the gospel. Um, and here's a, and here's a quote uh, from part of the story of the video. So one person who encountered Jesus at a safe house in China is Yang Ji, and 
Um, here's a quote from her. I would like to thank God's grace that he made my dream come true, she says. This morning, God spoke to me through Bible verses, and now all I can do is to follow his commands. Thank you always for your prayers and sacrifice for the sake of us. Number four is Eritrea. And there's another story here um, of, a, of a pastor named Gideon. Quote, when we are in suffering, we rejoice. Our happiness is not based on what we have or do not have. When people see that, they accept Jesus. <sighs> Violence against Christians in Sub-Saharan Africa has hit new heights as jihadists seek to make Africa the first Islamic continent. <sighs> Nigeria is number six on the list. Pastor shot Christian worshipers kidnapped in Northwest Nigeria. Continued militant attacks threaten upcoming elections. And um, there's, there's a quote from the article, all the food they had harvested was burnt by Fulani militants. Church bombing kills 17 in the Democratic Republic of Congo. You know, the title, the name of that country is the Democratic Republic of Congo. Democratic? Uh-uh. Republic? Uh-uh. Somalia is number two on the list. Violent extremism is on the rise in Somalia with the insurgent group Al-Shabaab repeatedly expressing its desire to eradicate Christians from the country. Pray that Christians will be surrounded by God's peace and protection. Then we go to Asia, Middle East, and Northeast Africa. Pakistan is number seven. Christian falsely accused of blasphemy, um, her father says. India's number 11. Christians singled out in government survey. China, number 16. Verdict for Zhao Weikai. Zhao, who was convicted of illegally holding materials promoting terrorism and extremism, has been sentenced to two years in prison and additionally fined. And this is a young gal, a young girl. Um, and again, this is, this is from Voice of the Martyr, so you can click on over and, and read the article. A Christian worship service prohibited in Indonesia, which is number 33. Yemen, number three. It is extremely dangerous to be a Christian in Yemen due to the country's strict Islamic laws and the presence of militant Islamic groups. Yemeni converts are at great risk of being killed, forcing many to keep their faith hidden. Ask God to pour healing and hope into Christians affected by persecution. And here's a quote uh, from Richard Wormbrand, who is the founder of Voice of the Martyrs. Arrests are useless because jailed Christians convert their fellow prisoners and baptize them in jail. <sighs> Elsewhere, you are vermin. London's Orthodox Jews targeted in the latest wave of anti-Semitic hate crimes. And you, know, you in the US may have seen this video, but um, last weekend, a man wearing a Jesus Saves t-shirt at Mall of America was ordered to take it off or leave. He can't even wear it. This is in the US, all right? So it's, it's slowly coming here to the US. And one of the things that we hear in the U.S. and in other places, 
what many of us take for granted that we have a safe place to live, that we wake up every morning and we don't hear gunfire. Thank the Lord every day. And again, if you want to learn more about Christian persecution, you need to go click on over to my blog. The link is in the show notes. Now we have um, Israel Watch in the last days. Saudi Arabia, um, uh, Palestinian statehood is a prerequisite for ties with Israel. We know that's not going to happen. In the state of Israel, is the state of Israel supernatural or coincidence? That's an interesting article. Israeli soldiers come under massive fire during Jenin counter-terror raid. Israel develops precision hand-launched guided missile. Netanyahu predicts massive increase in Western Aliyah, and that is the Jews returning to Israel as predicted in Ezekiel 37. And if you don't remember Ezekiel 37, I did a study on that, so click on over on my blog and check it out. Um, uprising over 80,000 people filled Tel Aviv in Israel on Saturday, last Saturday, to protect against Benjamin Netanyahu, to protest, I'm sorry, protest against Benjamin Netanyahu's government. Um, and you want to click on over, I've got a video um, from Amir Sarfati with Israel's prophetic timeline. Um, and, um, and there's an interesting um, piece here about um the conversion of uh, jewish people to christianity and i'll get to that right after this message if you're a born-again believer helping a catholic friend or family member start reading the bible it's a great idea to give them one but which version or translation would be a good one for them there are too many to choose from as a former Catholic, it helped me to have a Bible translation in plain everyday English. And I know many evangelical Christians are very much attached to the King James Version. That's fine if that's what you grew up with. Remember, Catholics have grown up with priests and nuns telling them they don't need to read the Bible. All they have to do is trust the church to teach them what they need to know, only they don't, and that's the problem. When I first started going back to church, a well-meaning friend told me to get a King James Version. Well, guess what? I got frustrated with the these and thous and stopped reading it, totally defeating the purpose. Eventually, I got the new international version or the NIV, and that was the best for a new Christian to get into the habit of reading the Bible daily. Today, I also study from the New King James Version or NKJV and the New Living Translation, the NLT. I'm now an affiliate of Christian book distributors, and I've chosen three study Bibles that would be a great gift for that Catholic or progressive friend whom you'd like to help get into the habit of reading the Bible daily. They are also a great, they're also great for the new Christian believer. Check them out. The link is in the show notes. And by the way, all commissions will be donated to one or more of the Bible translating ministries listed on my site. So give the gift of the word of God and help spread the word while you're at it. Okay, so this is a little piece from International Mission to Jewish People. 
In recent days, our missionaries have found that many Jewish people who previously wouldn't engage in a conversation are now open to talking about Jesus. One missionary who has experienced this change of attitude among the Jewish people is Misha, and Misha V. I'm not going to even try to pronounce her last name. Um, her his last name. Okay, he regularly conducts Bible studies and evangelistic bus tours for Russian-speaking Jewish migrants in Israel. These tours are extremely popular. News of them is spreading among the Jewish community by word of mouth, and increasing numbers are attending. Please pray that many Jewish people will be saved through these Bible studies and evangelistic tours. Some good news, and that leads us to the good news. Jesus told us, but this is only the first of the birth pains and more to come, but there is good news. And in the middle of the Olivet Discourse, Mark notes something important that Jesus said. Mark 13, verse 10. For the good news must first be preached to all nations, all peoples. So each week after reporting the bad news, I'm showcasing some of the great news, the signs of hope around the world that Christians are doing what Jesus told us to do in the Great Commission before he left us, no thanks to Pope Francis, well, check out these and pray for them. Myanmar, which is Burma, used to be Burma, Bible college students had a great opportunity to host four family outreach events where 400 children and their parents attended. The students presented a clear gospel message with adults and children listening intently. Please pray that many will open their lives to Jesus. In Myanmar, the political situation continues to deteriorate and those caught in the midst of war-torn areas need our prayers. Give thanks for the number of soldiers fighting with the independent armies who are searching and finding Jesus through the witness of other believers. Pray for those who are displaced and who are in need of basic supplies, medical assistance, and a safe place to live. Pakistan, please pray for 10 families affected by the floods last year who have moved into a new plot of land that Asia Link partners have provided. The long-term plan is to build a school and plant a church on the site. Pray that many lives will be transformed as these families are exposed to the gospel. Cambodia, the evangelical church has experienced an estimated growth rate of 8.8% in Cambodia. This is well above the global growth rate of 2.6%. Please pray that these encouraging figures will be reflected in both the breadth and depth of the church in Cambodia. Vietnam, give thanks for four new Christians in Northwestern Vietnam who were recently baptized in a stream. Pray that these new believers will be able to obtain a copy of the Bible and grow in their faith. Continue to pray for evangelists who are carrying the gospel into many remote villages. The Middle East. Please pray for our upcoming student project to an unreached people group in the Middle East. Please pray for good conversations and open hearts. Please pray that the team we are sending will be an encouragement to the local team. Uh, please pray for unity and safety. And that's from an organization called Agape UK. Yemen. The number of believers in Yemen is growing. Mohammed and his wife Alma set up several secret house churches after they came to know Jesus. For God, nothing is impossible, Mohammed says. The one thing we can't expect is persecution. But in the Bible, we see how Paul, because of persecution, went from place to place 
and that is that that the end result was a strong church that is what i hope from the yemeni church too we hope that the word of god will spread in yemen and that yemen will be won by christ that is our daily prayer the church in yemen is definitely growing and that's from open doors so and i have a link um over on my on my website that says help spread the good news of jesus christ all over the world and it has links to various different um ministries and organizations that are translating the bible into heart languages from all of these people groups and you'd be surprised um i had no idea there are so many small people groups or tribes that are literally unreached um or they are so indoctrinated with is islam with um yeah with islam um, or the Eastern Orthodox Church or the Catholic Church, um, you know, uh, that they are not believers. So there are still people that do not know the true gospel. And um, um, I have a verse here from the book of Daniel, um, chapter 7, starting in verse 13. So he's having a, a vision, one of his visions. And... Um, as my vision continued that night, I saw someone like a son of man coming with the clouds of heaven. He approached the ancient one and was led into his presence. He was given authority, honor, and sovereignty over all the nations of the world so that people of every race and nation and language would obey him. His rule is eternal. It will never end. His kingdom will never be destroyed. So that is our eternal hope. And the signs of the last days are obvious. You could click on over to my blog and dig deeper with other, other links. Um, and if you have other questions, I've got a, a Bible study on the book of Romans. I've got what is the rapture. But it really, it doesn't look like the next few months will be easygoing. All this is not to scare you, but to warn you, to give you hope, as well as a sense of urgency. We don't have a choice about what troubles come our way. However, we can choose to have a relationship with Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. That prepares us for trouble. Jesus is coming soon, whether you're ready or not. Why not begin a relationship with him? Because he told us, Revelation 3.20, look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and we will share a meal together as friends. And Jesus is knocking at the door of your heart. Isn't it about time you let him in? So invite Jesus into your heart and receive the gift of grace and confident hope of eternal life. <coughs> Excuse me. You don't know what to say. You don't know what to do. There's a prayer in the show notes, or you can click on over to my blog and click where it says how to know Jesus. In the bottom of uh, the blog is also a, a video, which is a lineup um, with um, uh, Amir Safati and Barry Stagner, and also um, James Cadiz um, and uh, and Pastor Don. I can't remember his last name. Davos is in full swing, and it's not good. And it's it's a, a good dig into what's going on in Davos with the World Economic Forum. Soli Deo Gloria, to God alone be the glory.
Thank you for listening to this episode. I pray that the Holy Spirit, the author of Scripture, touched your heart to reveal the gospel truth that our hope of salvation is through Jesus Christ alone. If you have any comments or questions, feel free to reach out to me via my website or social media. I encourage you to read the Bible daily and seek the truth for yourself. I recommend that you download two free Bible study apps, the YouVersion Bible app and Through the Word. Friends, we are living in strange, crazy times, the last days, the end times. But know that things aren't falling apart, they are falling into place. Jesus said in Revelation 3, 20-22, Look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in, and we will share a meal together as friends. Those who are victorious will sit with me on my throne, just as I was victorious and sat with my father on his throne. Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the Spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. Jesus is knocking. It's up to you to open the door. Peter told us in 2 Peter 3.9, The Lord isn't really being slow about his promise, as some people think. No, he is being patient for your sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed or perish, but wants everyone to repent. Jesus is coming back soon. Are you ready? Repent of your sins and invite Jesus into your heart right now. If you don't know what to say, there's a prayer in the show notes and on my blog. Jesus said in Matthew 24:14, and the good news about the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world so that all nations will hear it and then the end will come. Soli Deo Gloria, to God alone be the glory.